Numbers chapter 27, can we please? Just going to take a few moments tonight to study the Bible and look at praise in the book of Proverbs. And of course, we are in the month of praising God with eternity in view. The book of Proverbs has 31 chapters, and by the way, it's a really good book. Today, I was driving with my three youngest children and my wife, Linda. We read through Proverbs 27, oftentimes when going to and from school and going to school, and I would drive the kids years ago, and we would read through whatever the chapter of the proverb is today and have them read through it, or sometimes we sit at, uh, at the living room at night and read through that. I think it's very helpful. Proverbs are pithy sayings that God gave through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God to Solomon. And Solomon was responsible, was the ink pen that God used to write three books of the Bible, the book of Proverbs, and that's just a collection of things he said that were very wise. Song of Solomon was probably one of the first records of his, it kind of records his love affair with his wife, who was a Shudamite farm girl that he married, even as the king, uh, parent to, to uh, the nation of Israel. And then the book of Ecclesiastes, which is a sad book in some ways, but uh, it's a study of a man who could have it all, do it all, and be it all, and flushed it all, <laughs> uh, because he did not acknowledge God. And he gives, his, he gives his, his chronicles what he tried to do under the sun without God, and then what he did with God, and then he gives his advice at the end. Now, the end of the, the end, of the whole thing. If you want to summarize all of it, this is the whole duty of man: fear God and keep His commandment. That would be a good idea. You can hear the conclusion of the whole matter, and know that God is going to bring every work into judgment. And if you and I would learn those two, those three things: number one, to recognize God, do what He tells us to do, and realize that you and I will give an account to God. That's basically his advice after chronicling, uh, giving his life, uh, life story. He says that. I think it's a great advice. Well, the book of Proverbs has many things. And we're going to study, look, we studied a little bit about chowdering the book of Proverbs in previous times. Tonight I want to talk a little bit about praise. The word praise in the Bible or in Proverbs is only mentioned about six times. It's not really a popular word, but it's a, it's a powerful word. And I wanted to see the several times it's mentioned in this book and then make some application. It'll be very simple. I don't think nothing's going to be uh, uh, going to go over anyone's head tonight, whether you're four years old or, or uh, 80 years old, unless you're sleeping, you know, and that's all right. It might go over your head then. And uh, some people talk in their sleep. I talk in other people's sleep. And so uh, that's kind of how it works sometimes. So with that in mind, let's look at Proverbs chapter 27, and uh, let's read verse number 1. Everyone read verse 1 with me, would you please? Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest. Now verse number 2 is where we find the, one of the times that praise is mentioned in the book of Proverbs. Let's read it together. Ready? Let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger. The book of Proverbs in chapter 27, the, if you read this chapter, you're going to find it is centered around concepts that bless relationship. Now, most of us want to be good in relationships. It will really catapult you in your life if you'll learn how to be a good husband. You'll learn how to be a good wife. You'll learn how to be a good son, a good brother, a sister, um, and a good friend and a good citizen society. And in Proverbs chapter 27, look at it later. Maybe you could read it tonight. And you're going to find there's going to be several things that are going to pop up that help you in your relationships. Number one, don't take your relationships for granted. <laughs> Boast not thyself of 
For y'all know it's not what? Hey, listen, you got, you got a sweet wife, sweet husband. You got a friend right now. You got a mom and a dad. You got brothers and sisters. Don't take that friendship for granted. Don't take that relationship for granted. Love them now. Yeah, don't hold the grudge. You're the loser. Uh, when you say, well, I'm going to make them pay. Listen, anytime we don't forgive someone that's hurt us, we are take, we're off our rug. Um, and and you're, gonna, you're hurting yourself. Uh, when you and I are get bitter because someone who's messed with us and we won't let them off the hook and we're going to make sure they pay, we're drinking the poison hoping it hurts the person that hurts us. He said, boast not thyself tomorrow. You don't know it's not what they may bring forth. He gives us several other things in this passage of Scripture that talk about friendship, and I'll just leave it for you to look at that, but just for a few, you'll have to master your temper. If, uh, if, if you and I do not master our temper, it will be destructive on your relationships. It just is. Uh, because the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Uh, whenever temper is upset, you don't say the right thing, you don't do the right thing, and you will cripple your friendships and relationships. Another place the Bible says don't make a friendship with an angry man. A man or a woman who's just he's continually upset, it's miserable. Because you'll, you'll have to, they'll just keep repeating the same process over and over again. They'll embarrass you. They'll embarrass their family. You, you, and that's, that's an, it's an area that you can get... The wonderful thing about anger is God says, put it away. It's like taking off a jacket. If I don't want to wear this jacket, I can take it off. And by the way, I can do the same thing with my anger. I can't blame, I can't blame my ancestry. I can't blame how I was raised. And, and the problem. you know, if God, anything I'm supposed to do, God can help me do it. You've got to master your anger. You'll have to, you'll have to get, get, get rid of, ang- of, of jealousy and envy. Jealous and envious people, it's difficult to have a long-term refra- relationship with them. You're always walking on eggshells. It's one of the things that God puts here. Uh, working diligently. Diligent people have more blessed relationships than people who are lazy. So just a biblical truth in here. Um, be content. He said contentment, is it makes better relationships. Someone who's just frustrated, not content. It's hard to live with a person like that. Uh, they're just, you can't make them happy. Nothing doesn't matter. Like I said Sunday, some people, are half, their cup is half empty. Some is half full. Some people are not even sure they have a cup. But, you know, it, it messes with you when someone's not content. But will you go down through here? This is where we find the classic verse of this, as iron sharpeneth iron, so a man's friend sharpened the countenance of his friend. Whenever you have a good friend, uh, it's a good friend, they'll sharpen you. It's where we find here that a friend, he'll, he'll wound you if he needs to help you. You know, where an enemy, you're not sure exactly where, he'll stroke you and say, that's what you ought to do. But sometimes a real friend stabs you in the front. <laughs> he tells you, no, you, I don't think you handled that right. That's something, we, that's something you might want to consider. That's all right. We need those. We not, and not embrace those, not love those at the time, but this real friendship does that. But uh, another way to make sure that, uh, that you have good friends is you don't brag on yourself. That's verse number two. Let another man praise thee, and not thine own mouth, a stranger, and not your own lips. You know, people who spend their life bragging on themselves usually end up in a nursing home drooling themselves, wondering why people won't come see them. Because life has been all about them. And the Bible says if you've got something that's amazing, when you, go, when you go watch the athletics today, 
People make a shot or they do a spike or they hit a home run or they make a touchdown and they want people to praise them. They'll even beckon, praise me, clap louder. I want to hear it. I want to hear what, what you feel about me. You know, the truth of the matter is that's not God's way. God's way is you let another man speak good of you, not your own self. You don't go brag about yourself. You ever heard the, 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 uh, the Bible verse quoted? You know, he that doesn't, to he that doesn't uh, toot his own horn doesn't get tooted. You know, that, that Bible verse. Remember that? No, that's not a Bible verse. That's, that's worldly philosophy. You don't have to go around and tell people how great you are. Matter of fact, he says, don't. He says, if there's someone going to praise something about you, the first thing we find about praise is that you should not praise yourself. This does not mean to think little of yourself. It doesn't mean you don't have to go around and tell people, I'm good at this, or I'm good at this, or I like this, or I'm, you can, I can do this, I can do that. I mean, there may be opportunities where someone has a need, and you can say, you know, I think I can help you with that. That's not praise. Uh, that's not praising yourself. That's, that's filling the need. But he says one of the things we can learn about praise is we should not do it ourselves about ourselves. Let's look at the next thought, if you can, please. Would you mind taking your Bibles and turn to chapter 27, verse number 21? And let's read it out loud together. Here's one of the concepts that we see here. But let's look at verse 21. Ready, everyone? As a finding pot and a furnace. Here we find, he said, like a finding pot is for, for silver and a furnace for gold. Now, when you put silver and gold into a furnace or heat it up, it purifies it. It makes it better. It gets out of impurities, dross comes to the top, you take some of it off, and you have much more pure, uh, pure things there. Well, the Bible tells us, just like a furnace is for, for silver and a, and, a, and, a, and a finding pot for gold or silver, and it makes it better, so is a man to his praise. And this, I think, teaches us, I should not brag about myself, you shouldn't brag about yourself, you shouldn't praise yourself, but praise is powerful. And praise is a motivating factor in helping people elevate their gifts and their strengths. And so I think sometimes you get what you praise for. I think great teachers are people who, who praise their students, who find things that they, can, that they appreciate about them. And it's really important. Um, sometimes you, you, get a, you get a spouse that just nags and frustrates uh, her, his, his wife or her, him. And they're trying to get that. By the way, trying to change your spouse does not work. Putting pressure on your spouse to change is not, is not, is not the way that works. Growing in Christ helps you. You try to put pressure on someone to change, it, does, it doesn't generally work that way. However, I do believe that praise is very powerful. He said, just like a furnace, a, a finding pot, makes gold or silver uh, better. So when we use praise of those of us who are raising children, learn to encourage your child. doesn't mean flattery. Flattery is, of course, the, the Proverbs and Solomon will talk negatively about flattery. It's not just stuff making up stuff, but observing things. Oftentimes when I'm working with people in discipleship, I realize that anyone who gets saved to be discipled, there's a big battle going on to keep them from growing. The devil is a master of infant fatality. He likes to kill things when they're little. And so he can't take, an unsaved, he can't take a saved person to hell, but he can try to cripple them 
when they're infants. And you, by the way, uh, Herod, he wanted to kill the babies, the baby boys, because he knew that baby boys, Jewish baby boys, could be kings one day. Pharaoh wanted to kill the little boys in Egypt. And both of them are a type of satanic influence. And Satan, it's amazing how much people will fight over the right to kill a baby. I mean, almost just unbelievable. I think uh, probably one of the major reasons of the election last year was because of abortion. And we just, we just drank the Kool-Aid uh, that murdering a, a baby is okay as long as they're not outside the womb. And by the way, it's amazing to me, someone will fight like all get out to, and I think it's wrong either way, to kill a baby within the womb of a mother. And then they find a baby in a trash can or on a doorstep that dies, and they want to find out the person so they can, kill, so they can, they can prosecute them for murder. It's unbelievable. Just a, just a, little, a few, few minutes difference. And yet all of a sudden, one's a murder, and the other one is the, is the mother's right. Something's wrong with that. It's satanic. At the same time, Satan is that way. He wants to kill things when they're, when they're little. And when you're discipling someone, one thing I've found, that it's very important to fill your discipleship with praise. Almost anyone I've ever discipled, I think they could tell you this. Say, so, you know, pastor does it, but I do it on purpose because, I, first of all, I appreciate the person's effort. Number two, I realize that there is another tug of war going on the other side of that person's heart. So oftentimes we'll say, you know what, thank you for taking the time and the effort to do discipleship. I know it's not easy learning verses. I know it's not easy attending, attending the class. And by the way, if you're, if you're here and you, you can be in discipleship on Sunday, be there on Sunday morning at 945 or Sunday night at 5 o'clock across the way over here with Brother Steve. But boy, it's important that we understand that praise is, is powerful. And he said praise oftentimes helps make good things a lot better in a person. So shall a man be to his praise. And uh, praise your wife, praise your kids, praise your husband. Uh, uh, recognize the people that work around you. It's a biblical thing, and he says it makes people, it motivates people when they're praised. I remember years ago I was, I was told Mrs. Hutchinson was my Christian school teacher when I was in third grade. I just left the public schools to get in the Christian school. And um, I remember her trying to teach us... Um, Cursive, and I really wasn't interested in learning cursive. I had just taken the last two years learning how to print, and now they want to change me into cursive, and I was just not really, I was bucking it a little bit. And uh, However, I, I did something, and she, she was very wise, and she said, John, I love the way you make your J's. You do your J's so good. I said, I do? She said, yeah, yeah. And your H's, oh, I do, you know, and all of a sudden, at the end of the year, I got the, I got the best cursive writer. Now, today I do hieroglyphics, okay? But, but, but if you ever get a note from me, you have to get it interpreted because you, you can just make up your mind what you might think it says sometimes. But, boy, when I was in third grade, I stood up at the end. They gave me a trophy for the best cursive writer in my third grade class. And I'm convinced I know why. It's because of praise. Because I didn't care about writing cursive. What I did care about is living up to the praise of my teacher. And it's a biblical principle. He said, just like a, a finding pots for silver, a furnace for gold, so is a man to his praise. Let's look at another place in the Bible where praise is. And let's go to chapter 28 and verse number 4. Proverbs chapter 28, verse number 4. Can you read it out loud with me, if you would please, everybody? They that forsake the law... Boy, this, is, uh, this one is not in a positive 
a, a positive tenor, is it? He said, they that forsake the law praise the who? Wicked. But they that keep the law, they contend or they, they battle with the wickedness. And of course, I, I think we can see what it says is that if you, if you keep and you treasure God's word and his ways, well, uh, then you will contend with wickedness. You'll slow down and retard the wickedness of our, of our society. And you'll do the right thing. However, whenever I succumb to ignoring and defying God's word and his ways, his principles, his law, then I give praise to the wicked. That means I give credence to immorality and wickedness of our society. You know, one of the best things you can do for anyone in your life is just do the right thing. You know, kids, you obey your mom and dad, not just when you're in their presence, but do it especially when you're out of their presence. Husband, you do the right thing. Do the right thing on your phone. Do the right thing in your messages. Do the right thing in your conduct, your jokes, your talking. You do the right thing. Um, honey, uh, young lady, young man, uh, wife, do the right thing. With or without. You know, the, the Bible tells us that we need to make sure that, that we understand that the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. He pondereth all his goings. And we do what is right. We will help that. We'll help retard the, 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 the effects of wickedness in our society. But if we forsake the law, the Bible says that uh, we will give praise to the wicked. I don't know about you, but I don't want to do anything to help wickedness. I do not want to do that. Now, thinking about this, I heard, I heard um, someone preaching this not too long ago, but in Jeremiah chapter 12, verse 7 and 8, maybe you could put that in the margin of your Bible. But it talks about a man who says that I am, I, uh, I went away from my heritage and now I hate it. It's like a lion to me. I'm not going to look after it and I actually hate it. And I heard the preacher say this and it helped me. You know, if you live, and I told my boys about this today, I said, guys, if you will live your godly heritage, your biblical godly heritage, you will grow to love it. But if you leave it, you'll grow to hate it. You start watching people, people who live their godly heritage, they grow to love it. I asked my boys today, I said, will you love it or will you leave it? They said, Dad, we want to we live it. Because if they'll grow to live godly living, you'll grow to love it. But if you leave it, you'll grow to hate it. You'll can throw your rocks back on it. Well, I don't appreciate that. Now, those are the people that taught you how to read. They gave you your skill sets. They loved you. They helped you. But you'll, you leave your heritage, you'll grow to hate it. You live it, you'll grow to love it. He says, if you defy, if you, if you forsake God's law, what's going to happen? You're going to give praise to the wicked. But if you, if, you, if you live it and you do what God wants us to do, then we're going to find that we will um, we'll contend with the wickedness of our day. Let's go to another, the other last places. Go to the last book, the last chapter of, of Proverbs, chapter 31. So don't want to praise ourselves. We want to understand that praise is powerful and it's a motivation to encourage others. Praise for the wicked is a byproduct of forsaking God's word and his ways. And if we will live our godly heritage, you'll grow to love it. If you leave it, you'll grow to hate it. Number four, 
I want to share with you the last part of chapter 31. What, is, what do you think about Proverbs 31? What do you think about? Yeah, you think about the virtuous woman. It's interesting, the last chapter of this book, Solomon gives some tribute to a virtuous woman. He says, who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. And begins to describe her diligence, her dedication, her devotion, um, her, her creativity, her care. Boy, it's unbelievable what a virtuous woman, all the things that God in just a few short verses describes a godly lady. But it's interesting to me, three of the six times that praise is found in Proverbs, it relates to a lady. And I want to just say real quickly, I thank God for the godly women in our church. Now, God has chosen men to lead a church. He has. And uh, he sought for a man among them. Uh, he said, if you're going to be a pastor, you'd be the husband of one wife. I'm here to argue about that. I'm just telling you that's very, very clear in the Bible. And uh, however, no, no religious system elevates the, the, the life of a woman quite like the Bible does. God made us. Now, we're equal. A man is no more valuable than a lady. They have equal value. We have different positions. Uh, God made them male and female on the, on the sixth day of creation. So they have equal value. I am not more valuable than my wife, Linda. We have equal value before the Lord. But we have different roles in society. We have different roles in the church family. And uh, there, are th there are times when it's best uh, that, uh, and it's always best for us to obey the Lord in these ways. However, we see here, in, when it comes to praise, a lady is someone who needs to be praised. And a good lady, especially, treasured and loved. I have uh, had the opportunity to be a part of over 550 funerals in my 24 years of being a pastor. And, uh, and there, there's just many, many situations. But very few pre uh, funerals are any more precious than a godly woman, a godly lady who never preached a message, who never took up an offering, who didn't do so many things that other people might treasure to be. Uh, but, but just in her way, she hath done what she could and touches the lives of people. I don't want to name any names, but boy, there are several names coming to my mind where they did not have the opportunities that I would have as a man or as a pastor, but they touched the lives of countless multitudes. It was uh, not too long ago we were in a staff orientation. We were, we were, every once in a while I'll have a gift and I'll say, listen, who, who would nominate someone to receive this gift of something? And oftentimes our staff is ready, quick and ready to thinking about that. I remember them one day raising their hand and, and nominating one of the precious ladies in our church and on our staff. And I'm not kidding you, we could not get people to stop talking about how wonderful, how this person had touched so many lives. From the nursery, uh, to choir, to a bus route, just being used of God. I mean, I couldn't believe one precious lady in our church had been used of God so many times in so many venues of a church our size. But boy, it's a beautiful thing. Let's look and see what it says real quickly. I'll let you read more of the things about the lady, but um, let's pick up, if we can please, at verse number 24. 
She maketh linen and selleth it. She delivereth girls unto the, mount, unto the merchants. Verse 25, strength and honor are her clothing. She should rejoice in the time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom. Boy, a lady, a wise lady, you can usually tell by her words. And her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her what? And her husband also, and he does what? Praises her. That is the, that is the fourth time. Praise is found in the book of Proverbs. And it, first of all, she is praised by her family. Uh, a lady who, 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 who meets the qualifications and, and, and shows these wise attributes, her, her, the people who know her best praise her the loudest. How many of you have a mom like that? And you could say, boy, I could talk all day about my precious mom. How many of you men are married to a lady that was like that and it has these attributes? Certainly. We could spend all day talking about these precious, precious attributes. First of all, their family praises her for her, for her dedication, uh, commitment. You can see that all through this list of things. For her diligence. Uh, one of the things I oftentimes admire so much about uh, the wife that God lets me uh, to have in this world and, and is, her, is her hard work. Nothing's too hard for Linda. If she can do it, she'll do it because she cares about what, what needs to be done. And nothing's easy. So many things she does is not easy, but uh, it's W-O-R-K, and she's not afraid of it. And I think it's such a beautiful attribute. But her family praises her for her diligence, praises her for her dedication, her devotion to God and uh, to those around her. Notice next, the next thing, and if you would please, verse number 29. Many daughters have done virtuously. So a lot of girls have done pretty well, but this particular lady excels them all. Verse number 30, read it with me. Favor is deceitful, but a woman that feareth the Lord. It's interesting, when praise is mentioned, there's a lady right there. He said, the second reason, her family praised her, but she's praised because she recognizes God. She recognizes the Lord in, in matters. I have a precious mom. I hope she's listening tonight. And she's finished her service and gone home and, and sometimes listens. But uh, one of the things I admire about my mom is that she, she just trusted God. God was in the equation. And sometimes when, when, when our family were going through difficult times or running around with our hair on fire, my mother would, would draw us back to say, you know what? God is working. God is working. I remember years ago, we lived, it was a hard time in our family. We lived out in a four-room house with a bathroom on the side. So there are five rooms in the house, and there's eight of us that live there. It was just an old, crickety, uh, drafty farmhouse. And um, we had, you know, we had chickens, and we had, I got a couple cows, calves from the sale barn, raising them. We had three goats. They were all spiritual goats, Ruth, Esther, and Naomi. So they were all just very spiritual goats. And I would milk them every night. I would milk these silly goats, and they had a collar, and I'd put them up to a pole and sit there, and I would just milk them until, until we got the milk and take them to my mother. And I didn't, I, I usually put my head up against Esther or Ruth and just milk them and wait. And it, cold or hot, summer or cold, we just, I milk these goats. And today I love, I love goat's milk. Matter of fact, I drank some just yesterday. I like it. And, uh, but uh, I didn't really like it then. Every time I'd put it up to my mouth, I'd smell Ruth and Esther and Naomi. Every time I put it in my cereal, I feel like I'm eating part of the, the goat, you know. Just, just ah, nasty. 
But you know, my mother, she would say, John, she said, you don't like milking those goats. I said, no, Mom, I don't like doing that, you know. But she, they stand still for you. They do the best for you. You do a good job. She's using praise to, to, to help me, I'm sure. Because my brother Matt and Mark could all do it too, but I guess I, I'm the one who got praised into doing it. But uh, she said, John, you remember when they almost had to shut down school for all the kids who had flu this year? I said, yeah, they almost, they almost went to school. We went to school. There was just like half the kids there. So you know who didn't get the flu this year? Not a single Wilkerson got the flu. You know why, John? Because of God and because of Ruth and Esther and Naomi. He said, John, I think it's the goat's milk that kept you guys from getting sick. He said, isn't God so good to you? I said, yeah, maybe, Mom, I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, my mother would draw us back to, to God's goodness, blessings. You know, sometimes when Christmases weren't what everybody thought they were supposed to be, she would draw us back. You know what? It's not really about us anyways, is it? Whose birthday is it? She draws us back to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm thankful for a lady who fears the Lord. She's to be praised. In the last statement, if you would please, would you look at verse number 31, and let's conclude. Give her fruit of her hands. Let's praise her in the gates. One more time. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works. She is praised by her family. She's praised for the fear of the Lord, and she's praised because of the fruit of her works. And you know, the truth matters, everybody needs to. It's, even a child is known by his doings, whether it be good or evil. Kids, you're known by what you do, how you listen in church, how you sing, how you, you, what you do, your homework. You're, you're, you're building a reputation, but so is every adult in this room, and so is every lady. He said, you know, her own works will speak for her in the gates. Let's pray together, can we? Heads bowed, eyes closed.